hang up and try again. Welcome back, guys. Episode three of So You Don't Have To. Uh, we got a, we got a good we got a good episode. Well, I mean, every episode is good, but right. this is just another goodie. Uh, we're talking about uh, Netflix reality shows today, and um, Netflix has amassed quite the library. So uh, yes, we're just gonna- we were actually kind of surprised about this because I think it's one of those things where it's not a network that's dedicated to reality television like an MTV or a VH1. So when we were planning for this episode and kind of figuring out the catalog of stuff we wanted to tell you guys about, it was kind of like, dang, there's a lot of reality shit on this network you know on netflix they have a huge catalog of reality shows um but you hit it off trey like what let's jump right in all right here let me let me give a little let me get the list sorry so um but you know you know what's crazy right you remember netflix you know back back in the back in the olden days netflix i mean you were just we had them mailed in the cds like mailed in like little slits bruh and like that's crazy just how much it's evolved like they got their own shit now like it's nuts i know i think about that all the time like i remember like friday evenings getting the little netflix envelopes in the mail and just being so excited and now they're making trash television like everybody else <laughs> the evolution yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome so um the little list of shows uh we got here we got too hot to handle uh the circle Love is Blind, Dating Around, Indian Matchmaking, and Bling Empire. So um, as you can see, most of these are, you know, this list is kind of dominated by more uh, ro- romance-centered uh, reality stuff. But that kind of, I mean, as of right now, that is mostly Netflix's reality lineup. And I would argue most reality shows are romance-based. Even when they're more competition, I feel like there's an element of try to get the contestants to hook up with each other so i don't think that that's totally crazy but the yeah. first one you want to talk about this is actually funny i'm gonna let you talk about this show because i didn't expect him to become a diehard fan but he did everyone <laughs> I, 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 i've I, seen I, the first episode of this show because it really blew up well actually to be honest i watched it because one of my favorite youtubers cody co did a whole video about the show called too hot to handle and it was a whole video about how it's dumb, but he broke down all of the relationships and friendships within the show. Go watch his YouTube video. We're not sponsored, but he's great. Um, and so I watched an episode and I was like, yeah, he was right. I hate everything about this show. But I asked Trey to watch it for this episode and he just took off. I do I do have one episode left though. I'm at the finale. Um, so he's already way more ahead of me. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, bro. Oh my gosh, bro! It is something like it's funny. So tell it everyone is, what's the concept of the show. So basically, you got a bunch of horny, horny people uh, going going to an island, and they're gonna stay there. I, you know, it's it's weird because I need I probably need to look this up too, because the the show doesn't actually specify how long they're there. It just says they're gonna spend the summer there. So I'm guessing they're there for a few weeks, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, you got a bunch of yeah, you got a bunch of horny people going to this island, and you know for the first twelve hours, right? They're you know they're meeting each other and they're already kind of snooping each other out, like oh shit, this person's this person's hot, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff, right? You know, after that first twelve hours, uh, the show's uh, Siri or Alexa, which they name Lana, uh, it's their little AI thing. Um, she's like then she puts on the the sex band. And um, 
Yeah, and and basically the rules, the rule like the prize is a hundred thousand dollars, a lot of money, um, but which they haven't. Right, they all have to spend. Huh? They all have to spend. Yeah. Well, no. Okay, because oh, okay, because this is crazy. See, ah, I wish I finished the last episode last night. Because like, I don't think they because I don't think they split it though because they said it seems like the money like maybe like it may be split but not evenly. Because one guy was concerned that he may not like he's been that he's he hasn't been booted off, but he doesn't think that he, he may not get any money. Wow. And so like I think they may split, but not evenly, or it may just be one like person or couple taking the the whole thing. So the whole concept is it's this group of twenty year olds who are all hot, but they can't do anything physical with each other, and they get yeah. money for not doing anything anything physical. Yeah, and if they do, uh, like okay, so it's no so no sex obviously uh no no heavy petting as Lana describes it mm -hmm. um no no kissing and uh as 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 Lana said like <laughs> how'd she say it no self-gratification um so yeah and if they so like and each time they violate a rule they lose money and bruh they have been losing money oh my gosh <laughs> okay so they're not even their pot's not even at a hundred thousand anymore no, bruh. <laughs> and they get to vote um, each other off. That's a part of it too, right? Yeah, so no, not really. Um, they let new people come in. Uh, one guy left of his own volition, uh, but he didn't leave on a bad note or anything. Um, but one person got straight up kicked off, which I'm thinking the producers just... <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, it, yeah. They, they gave her the boot. Her whole thing, you know, so drama ensued, but her whole thing was all like, I think this whole thing is dumb. I think the things that Lana, because ultimately, the you know, the Siri is like Alexa, whatever, Lana, she's trying to be like, I'm trying to teach you guys to have deeper connections and shit, you know, right. this, this AI is holier than thou. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but no, but, that, but that's the whole point, right? Um, she was all like, yeah, I don't buy it. This is dumb. So just one, just one night, uh, Lana just said, hey, you're not developing get the fuck out <laughs> so, so, like in front of the whole group and i was just like okay so yeah so there's no there's no voting system it's just kind of i mean are you the vibe killer <laughs> pretty much okay um yeah and they had some they had three new people come in but like towards the end though uh which is kind of weird like i thought it'd be like a mid-season thing but mm -hmm. like they kind of brought him in kind of towards the end the other show that i was gonna talk about which is the circle it's yes it sounds like it's exactly the same of like bringing in new people randomly i think the circle seems more like strict to its rules like the circle has more rules than too hot to handle apparently um mm -hmm. but with the circle well i guess i'll say do you recommend that people watch too hot to handle you just want some kind of dumb to watch. <laughs> like, yeah, like like it like it's funny, bruh. And like and bro, the little drama they get into, like it's just funny to watch unfold. Like, I mean, I mean that's I mean that's why anybody watches anything to be entertaining. And I know, but I know like these dating reality shows, they ain't anybody's cup of tea. I mean, I, I didn't think it'd be my cup of tea. Uh but nah, the shit is hilarious. So yeah, I what do I recommend it? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks. Trey says, watch Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> um, so what I was saying was that there's actually like some, we'll get into it a little bit, but there's overlap between the two shows. Um, mm -hmm. But The Circle, I think, came first. 
I think the circle yes. came first. And it's a show that's kind of like what Trey was just talking about with Too Hot to Handle. And Netflix does it with the does this with a lot of its shows. Kind of has like this mo- moral high ground and tries to teach a lesson about the society that we live in. And I feel like the circle is more about the influence of social media, how you can have warped perceptions of people, people can catfish. But the whole point of the game is it's like eight people, I think, originally. They move into this apartment building. None of them have, can see each other. They have to stay in their apartment room, like in their room. Um, and they can only interact through this social media platform called The Circle. Um, but it basically just tries to, it's a strategic game. I think it's like Survivor through your phone. You're basically trying to convince people that you are who you are. You make alliances and you try to stay in the game as long as possible. And if you win, you win money. And it might be 100,000 too. Netflix likes that number. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of the rules of the game. Season two, I will say, got more complicated. And unnecessarily, I guess Netflix was trying to keep the interest of the original audience and still keep capture new audiences. Um, But they added a bunch of rules. There's this new player called the Joker in the game where it's somebody who can this is spoiler alert for you Trey but it's fine I'm not gonna tell you who it is but there's a new player who became the Joker and basically the role is you get to interact with people before they join the house because every couple of weeks they bring new people in similar Mm. to too hot to handle so it gives you this advantage where you can manipulate anonymously the new people who come in the house before they meet everybody else it sounds cool and dope and you're like oh like that's that's live like that makes the game different but it ends up becoming kind of aggravating and unnecessary um and i kind of wish they had just stuck to the original the original season one and then additionally other things that happened with this season this one well that might be a spoiler let's just say a celebrity joins the circle um and it's annoying (laughs) like (laughs) a famous celebrity joins the circle and it's just an annoying plot line because it just like didn't need to happen in addition they bring somebody over from too hot to handle her name's chloe yes last name but she was on too hot to handle so trey knows her well um she's british (laughs) like i don't know if that's (laughs) no but she's british and very hilarious she has a big personality but she joins the circle in season two and she's an okay character. I'm talking about these people as if that's the thing about reality shows. I say character because they are at the end of the day caricatures on a screen, but they are real people. And so sometimes there are characters in quotations who I'm like, oh, they're annoying. And then I kind of forget that they're a real person who lives, you know. <laughs> um, so that's the circle. I I recommend season one. I do not recommend season two. I am when see I told you this last night. When season one of The Circle came out, I watched every second of it. And I waited until they released every episode. And we watched it together, some of the episodes. And we yeah. loved it. We, like, called each other every night just to talk about different episodes. Season two, I'm struggling to get through it. There, I'm, like, a couple episodes behind, and I'm just not enjoying it. It feels tedious to watch. And at the end of the day, that's not what TV is about, in my opinion. But another show that made headlines like went crazy ripped through twitter that everyone was talking about on netflix was love is blind yeah love is blind is something um <laughs> yeah it's it's another like you know uh thing revolving around you know romantic romance romantic but it also uh, stuff. revolves around a little bit like the true meaning of love is never having seen each other and i like i was saying i think netflix does makes their shows kind of like there's a moral lesson to them like the mm-hmm. whole point of Love is Blind is like you're just supposed to fall in love with this person and never having never having seen them. 
It's been a while since I've looked at it, so correct me if I get anything wrong. I don't remember how many contestants there are, but there's but they're fairly big yeah. uh, groups. It's a big group. They do like yeah. a bunch of women, a bunch of men, and you basically have to speed date every night as long yeah. as you want, kind of. Again, Netflix does not do a good job of establishing the rules of these game shows. I'll exactly, and I still don't know how long like this took place over. Like, I get it's a like. Yeah. The thing is, like with the reality shows, we're seeing only snip, like we're only seeing parts of their time, you know, because right. it's it's edited to be condensed and digestible, and that's fine. But like, it feels like because you're only seeing once again, you're only seeing snippets of time. Right. Like sometimes it feels like people are overreacting to stuff, but then yeah. then again, there's only so much we're seeing, and there's only and you know, it maybe feels like well, you guys only talked like a few days, right? But it's but it's not, you know. Yeah because it's just so you know it's cut down a lot i recommend the show i do it first of all just to stay hip with everyone because i feel like it was one of those shows that was so popular everyone loved i don't know when the next season's coming out they only have one season out right now i think COVID derailed season two but definitely hop on the train watch it um i will say that there are couples that are more interesting to watch than others there is a couple that was a fan favorite everyone loved because they were just so innocent and pure from the start there were some couples that really went to a very negative place and there was like a reunion special that was filmed and it was kind of hard to watch for some couples so I'll just say that like there's some people who succeed some people who don't um and right now like a lot of them are influencers now like they kind of made this show their careers which I'm not mm. knocking that I just that's how big of an influence it had where it changed their lives completely obviously they got you know significant others but they also have a new life and a new career so yeah basically these people I think on the show you get I remember now you date, you speed date for a while and you never see each other. You just have to talk through a wall and you can hear your, each other's voices, but that's it. So you don't know what they look like at all. Anyway, if you end up liking each other and you decide you want to be together, you get engaged. Yeah. And you leave the, the building and you go start a life together. And so at the end of the show, you have your wedding and you have to decide, am I going to marry this person or not? I recommend you watch it. We watched it together some of the episodes we watched together yeah i liked it i think you could almost skip this is terrible but you could almost skip the date the speed dating episodes and just get to when they choose each other because that's when it really gets interesting i hate to say it but when they're just getting to know each other through the wall it's kind of boring <laughs> like do the do these wall okay so like with the relationships that they make on the show like it Especially like the fan favorite one. Like, did it last? Like, actually, in real, like after the show, did they stay together? So the fan favorite, they are still together, and a couple of other okay. people. Are, so that's going to be the spoiler I say to give you hope and that you'll watch the show. I do recommend the show. So so far, Trey says watch Too Hot to Handle. I say watch season one of The Circle, and that's it. Don't watch season two. And Love Is Blind, <laughs> give it a shot. Um, the next two shows, I'm going to kind of loop them together. Um, I told Trey about it. I don't know if you really got a chance to watch it, but there's kind of a subsection of romantic Netflix reality shows that feel are filmed differently. They're not filmed in the big, big brother survivor style. They're filmed more like documentaries, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, they're called Dating Around and Indian Matchmaking. Two different concepts, but they're filmed similarly. With Dating Around, it's so awkward. I recommend you watch it because it's funny, but it's awkward. It's filmed like an indie film. Like it's filmed like a film, but it's real stuff. And they film people going on first dates. 
And at the end of their first dates, they have to choose someone that they would want to take out on a second date. But there's no ho- like there's no host of the show. There's no like corny theme music. It just opens with you're meeting this person, the dater. They tell you their name. They tell you a little bit about themselves. And then they go on these dates and you meet their dates, obviously. And then at the end, you just see who they pick. And that's it. That Every episode is a different person. Oh, wow. So it's a cool concept. But it, and I think it, what it makes it cooler than the other ones is that it's real people. It's not a showy, show busy, you know, like it's not, there's no host, there's no glitz and glamour. It really is people just going on dates. And then if I'm not mistaken, every season is like a different town. So you like, cause you said there's no, there's no host or anything with that. So, oh, so we're like getting all the, like the genuine raw, like first date awkwardness. Like we're getting 100%. all un- unfiltered. Yeah, and it's amplified, I think, because obviously these people know cameras are there, so. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and no one's there coaching them. No one's saying, like, say this, or how do you feel about so-and-so? It's just, like, pure awkwardness. And I hope, I mean, I hope for their sake that the cameras were somewhat hidden, but the cameras are right up in their faces, so. Gosh. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> but it's a show that I would recommend to somebody who doesn't like Bachelor-style reality television, doesn't really like the whole... Like, if you don't like Too Hot to Handle the Circle, Love is Blind, I think this is a better show for you. It still has that reality show feel, like, it's real people, it's real things that actually happened. It is about dating. There is, it is romantic, some of the episodes. It has a very diverse lineup of first daters, so you can kind of, you know, watch whatever suits your fancy. Um, but, I, you know, it's awkward, and it doesn't continue on after that first date. Like, you see them go on a second date, but I had to do research to find out who actually stayed with who, and most of them didn't, you know? So mm. it's just, it's like you're watching, if you enjoy watching awkward experiences, like, you enjoy watching people struggle and squirm and, like, <laughs> experiences, then this is the show for you. I enjoyed it because I like watching real people. Like, the, the show sounds good, uh, but just as a person who, like, like cringe humor can not can kind of be a lot like like social cringe humor like like yeah, I, I get I like get second I get secondhand embarrassment like really easily <laughs> I don't know why because like immediately when something weird like I automatically put myself in that position and I just and I and I feel it <laughs> yeah you would not so I would not recommend it to someone like Trey who watches the cringy stuff and like feels bad. So if you <laughs> if you watch cringy stuff and it kind of makes you giggle and you're like, oh, I like that, then this is the show. But I wouldn't recommend it to you at all, Trey. I feel like you, Trey's the type of, if he gets too uncomfortable, he'll just like turn it off. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the last one I want to talk about before we get into our last, last one. So Indian matchmaking, similar, except it's about Indian culture and their culture of matchmaking. There is a host. She's not really a host. She's just the matchmaker. And she, mm. it's kind of cool because she matchmakes Indian Americans as well as Indians in India Um, and she shows you the process for different countries and I guess sort of the standards for each culture I mean each country because she was saying like for example in America people are a little bit more lenient about what they're looking for as opposed to in India like there's a lot of colorism and you know there's like people are concerned about status and the jobs that you have and they kind of indicated that that's not necessarily the exact same way in America. So it's really interesting if you're just interested in Indian matchmaking culture, um, India as a country, and just kind of seeing how it's done. I think there are a lot of stigmas about Indian matchmaking, and the show really does show you the truth of all of that um, and break down some of the stigmas. I found it so interesting. Like, I watched it from start to finish, 
because I just was so interested in the culture. And honestly, it kind of appealed to me. This is like personal, but <laughs> it kind of appealed to me to have somebody else just like making these decisions for you. And because I feel like with some of these other shows, these people are making their own decisions and they're not really good at making decisions, if that makes sense. <laughs> with a lot of these other dating shows. But this show, it's like this person is choosing for you. You can say no if you don't want to date them, right? So it's not like you're forced to be with them or anything. But it, it is somebody else actively looking for you. Um, so it's an interesting show. Again, both of these shows are different than the other shows we mentioned because they're just a little bit more, I don't know, personal. And I feel like they are less awkward. It's a lot less like camera in your face trying to get you fighting. Trying, it's, There's no drama. It's just really exploring people and human behavior. So if you're more interested in those types of things, this would be those shows would be the shows for you on Netflix. Was it Bling Empire? Yes. So that's the last one. Last one. Yes. So Bling Empire. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, and they even say that in the intro, it's just like, it's crazy rich Asians, but just real life. <laughs> basically, like you, you're just following, you're just following this very wealthy um, Asian family. The person who's like kind of, you know, who's kind of help directing the the travel of of this little you know of the show like he's not he's not that wealthy himself um these are like like he's just friends with them mm-hmm. um but they like really like him so like he's kind of so like so it's it kind of shows him you know it's him hanging out with his wealthy friends and then you learning more about them but then you, but then because i so i watched the first episode i'm not i'm not in too deep right now yet um but then like first like first is kind of that like we were we were getting introduced through him but then it yeah. kind of delved but then it focused on like but then it actually when it focused on the people themselves and like it and like segments of the episode actually became about them yeah i would I describe mean, it as like crazy rich asians meets real housewives of any of the cities like it, it's that same sort of style of like you know you it jumps in between different families. You hear about different things going on in different people's lives. Um, they just all happen to be rich and, you know, living their lives. And they have crazy awesome houses and cars. And, like, the whole show is about kind of seeing, you know, their the things that they do, the struggles, the fancy parties that they have. But I think it gets somewhat um, – I would say – I watched the whole show. And it gets somewhat emotional once you go into people's real issues. And – I guess the overall lesson in a typical Netflix fashion, there is a moral lesson, which is mm. that like wealth doesn't buy happiness, I guess. And a lot of the, a lot, I say characters, but these are real people. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> on the show slash characters, they go through things that kind of make it seem like maybe being that rich isn't that awesome. Um, so I'll mm. leave it at that. Again, if you like Crazy Rich Asians, if you like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, if you like any of the real housewives like it's that type of show just with rich asian families um i enjoyed it there were some episodes i didn't enjoy because it can be kind of cringe but it's something that was really popular on the platform so definitely give it a look you know they you know we keep getting this thing about we're like you know we, we, we are you know not just netflix right just in life in general it's just like you know wealth can't buy happiness I don't know, man. Uh, it, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, like, like, yeah. You know, you, you know, wealth can't solve all of our deeper issues. Of course not. That'd be naive to think so. Uh, but if I had the money to buy 
to buy a nice car, I'd be pretty happy. Uh, but you That's know. what you think. Netflix is trying to tell you that you think these things will bring you happiness, but they won't, okay? What will bring you happiness is to fall in love with someone that you've never seen or met and allow yourself to just fall into that. And then know, not man. touch like, her, not touch her to get money. Okay. But so Brad, but like but like if but like if I had a PS5, like I'd be pretty happy. I don't know. Netflix says no. So <laughs> Lana says no. I just overall I get the sense with all the shows that we mentioned today, I get the sense that Netflix is trying to revolutionize the genre of reality television. And that even if there's some similar tropes that happen in all of them to like any MTV show. Mm-hmm you know, they'll be similar, but I think they're trying to maybe put a moral tinge to things or make people see life differently. And I think shows like Too Hot to Handle, The Circle, they take, they try to challenge the contestants in new ways. Like not just, oh, you need to run over, like you need to go be dropped in the forest and try to survive. Now it's just like, you just can't touch this hot girl. And it seems simple, but people seem to be eating it up. So it's like, maybe they're successful with it? Or you can date this girl, but you just can't see her for the first couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Like they're doing things that are revolutionary, but also ordinary. And I think that's probably what makes it so interesting to watch. Well, to finish up, we just wanted to do our typical three questions to pose to each other. um, And then just kind of finish off with things that we're going to be watching going into this next week. So first question. So what, so what do you think is next? What do you think Netflix reality is going to dip its toes in? Um, I think what they're going to do is they're going to do, they're going to do like the, the weirdo shit, uh, where it's like, uh, well, not weirdo shit, but <laughs> well, like, um, like odd families, um, like, like, uh, like 19 kids and counting or something, or like, uh, what's that? Oh, okay. Well, what is that weird? Uh, sister wives. Yeah. Like some kind of, some kind of family thing, but like the family's weird. Uh, that, that's what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I think they'll dip their toes into. What do, what do you think? I don't think that Netflix has a lot of like weight loss reality shows right now. Not that we need any more of those, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe that's something they could go into, like more mm. physical-based reality shows. I feel like they're kind of t- tapped out with the romance department. Um, so I feel like that maybe that's where they'll go, where they'll go next. Okay, next question. Um, well, I feel, well, I think, I think the audience will be able to gauge the, the answer to this, but, uh, season, season one or two of The Circle, which yes, I do. think, I think we both can kind of agree on, on season one. Um, I'm like, so I, with season two, I've gotten up to the part where I'm not, a, I'm not as far. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten up to the part where the celebrity quote unquote, uh, makes their appearance and, um, you know, I, I honestly, I think another thing too on why I think season one was just so, I think season one w- was a lot more special in the sense of like, because it was the it was the first time they they did this right. Right. Like it was already so different on so it was the first time, so there was already so much so much hype with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, it's, I'm it's not it's not hooking me. It's yeah. it's not hooking me. Which maybe I don't know. This one I'm just like it's tired. I don't know. It feels played mm-hmm. out and they're adding a lot of things to make it more interesting and less tired but it, i feel like it's making it more aggravating so <laughs> i don't recommend season two um but my last question so you know we talked about the different styles of netflix shows so trey do you prefer documentary style or more of 
skating around. Even even Love is Blind kind of had a documentary tinge, but or do you prefer Real Housewives, which is more like Bling Empire, Too Hot to Handle, where there's like a confessional scene and they're just like, I hate Bridget. I'm, I'm going to do the Real Housewives style. That shit <laughs> is funny, bruh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, like, because there's always some shit where somebody's going to be like fake nice or mm-hmm. something. And they're all like, I, you know, they, they keep jumping back and forth to the confessional and the actual like footage okay. and like, I fucking hate this person. So like, oh yeah, yeah, bro. Like totally. And like, and like you said, like, I, I hate Bridget. He's all like, oh yeah. Like, bro, it, it, oh dude, it's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I think I'm in the opposite. I think I like documentary stuff. I mean, I think there's a time and place for both, obviously. It depends oh, yeah. on what you're feeling that night. But for me, I think I prefer more the documentary style shows that aren't mindless but i get i think real housewives type <laughs> shows are good if you're like trying to study or work out and you just kind of want something in the background so i preferred that but I, I think we gave you guys some great options today for both styles of netflix reality shows but to finish off we're gonna say what we're watching next um you can go first trey so i didn't i didn't get to watch um indian matchmaking uh before this and i and i meant to i meant to I'm into. Um, so that's that's probably what I'm going to watch next. Um, I think I might finish them on Amazon, though I've seen some really negative reviews. Like, people are hating it. I was watching it with my, our mom at first, and she, like, stopped watching it because she thought it was trash. So I might watch one more episode and just see if I'm going to give another chance. But it, it's looking like that's going to get the boot soon. So don't don't quote me you know, and don't watch that until I finish. <laughs> and I'll let you know if it's good. We are going to do an episode about scary shows, so that'll be coming up. Oh. But thank you guys so much for tuning in today um, and for listening about Netflix reality shows. We hope it was fun. It was fun for us. And all those shows are really fun. So please check out the ones that we recommended. Don't watch the ones we said don't watch. We're saving you time, okay? Um, and <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in to our weekly rambles. All right, guys. Um, have a good uh, morning, uh, afternoon, or evening. And go watch some TV.